With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full deposit match. In this episode, I got you for one MLB best bet, a teaser for Monday Night Football, as well as my three favorite prize pick selections on the player prop side. So a quick recap of the weekend because it didn't go all that great. We kind of had a rough end of the week. We went 1-2 and two in the NFL on game picks, but we did go 2-0 and oh in our props, and we are awaiting one of my favorite prize pick selections. And then our last pick in the MLB, not that great, but I will be honest with you, I didn't put this out, so this is definitely not me bragging or anything. It's just I live bet the Braves last night when it was 3-1, to one and I got them at plus 270, so I'm very happy about that. But I didn't give that out to the public, and I barely sprinkled on it, so it's not much to write home about, but I am happy about it, and I did think it was a funny thing to bring up. Let's get into it. MLB picks of the day. Our regular season record is 218-179, winning at a 55% rate, plus 39.89 units. Let's get over the 40-unit threshold. Arizona Diamondbacks versus the Milwaukee Brewers at 7.40 p.m. Eastern. We have Tommy Henry, a lefty for the Diamondbacks, who's 3-4 and four with a 5.98 ERA and a 1.57 whip. Taking on Brandon Woodruff, a righty for the Brewers, who's 13-4 and four with a 3.05 ERA and a 1.09 whip. We're going to head to Milwaukee for the first game of a three-game set. This analysis, again, will be a little bit shorter, mostly because we're only betting on one factor. I have plenty of analysis for you, but it's only based on that one factor. This will be a fade on Tommy Henry and the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. At this point, I've learned my lesson with Henry and the Diamondbacks bullpen. I can rely on them to give up runs, but it's hard to predict the other team. I thought of taking the Brewers through the first five innings or on the money line, but the first five innings is minus 150, and the money line is, of course, minus 250 at some places. I'd want to take that because I believe the Brewers have a field day with Henry, but I have another one for you. What will we get from Woodruff? I don't think it's easy to gauge. He's been fantastic at home this season, and he's been great lately, but the Diamondbacks have had some success against him. His advanced numbers against the Diamondbacks' current roster are below average, and his lone start against them, Woodruff allowed five earned runs in five and two-thirds innings. Will he get hit around again? I have no idea. You're probably thinking, take the full game over then, if you think. I just don't know. There are conflicting numbers here. He could dominate them as he has been to other teams lately, or he could allow enough runs to have me screaming at the TV while having a miniature heart attack. I don't need that strength. I'm going to go with something that I can stomach if it loses, especially at plus value. The Brewers have not been very good against lefties this season, so there is that factor. Also, it's supposed to be cold, so it's not like this is perfect or anything. There are some conflicting factors here, but more factors point to a lovely day at the for the offense. The Brewers need this. They are in a competitive race for the third wildcard spot, and every win down the stretch counts. The Brewers' offense, while being at home, has been great this season. They have a 736 OPS at home this year versus a 712 OPS on the road. And no travel is necessary for the Brewers. They'll play the Marlins last night in Milwaukee and get to sleep in their beds. 
Since August 3rd, the Brewers have a 115 WRC plus against lefties at home, with the third highest walk rate in that span, as 15% better than league average. Since September 3rd, they have a 118 WRC plus against lefties at home with the seventh highest walk rate. That's 18% better than league average. Tommy Henry is one of the few starters in baseball with an XERA over five, a walk rate above 10%. He doesn't have very good command. We've talked about it before. And a strikeout rate below 17%. Doesn't strike out very many batters. That's just not a good recipe. During September, the Dunbacks have the worst FIP and the third worst ERA as a bullpen. The Dunbacks have the worst FIP and worst ERA in the last two months as a bullpen. And the Brewers haven't hit this number in four straight games. That makes me love it even more. Like I said, enough factors here to roll with the Brewers and ride their team total plus money. All I can do is play the right matchups, and this is as good as it gets. The pick, Milwaukee Brewers team total over 4.5, which is plus 100. It's one unit to win one unit. Let's talk Monday Night Football. This is a tough one for me because I am, of course, a Rams fan, if you had no idea. And I could get into why it is the fandom, but you don't really care. You don't really care. But what I will say is I'm a Yankee Knicks fan. My dad never had a football team. Um, I was born in, in New York but have lived in California for most of my life. And when the Rams moved from St. Louis to Los Angeles, I said, oh, my dad never loved football. I never really got a football team. This is going to be the football team for the rest of my life. And people call me a bandwagon because they won the Super Bowl. But I'm going to be a Rams fan for the rest of my life. So it is what it is. If you don't like it, it doesn't matter. But what I will tell you right here, because I do think that the 49ers will win this game, the 49ers have owned the Rams. Shanahan has owned McVay. And the 49ers are at home here, and they're minus two, and everybody's on the Rams. Not everybody. It's actually kind of split. It's more 60-40. I do think that the 49ers are going to win this game. The only reason why I think the Rams have a shot here and why I think the Rams can at least keep it very close is history would tell us that. There has never been more than really if, if we look at the past couple of games. So in 2020... 49ers won 24-16, then they won 23-20. So all of those were within eight points and went over a total of 37. Then when we move forward, 49ers came back to win 27-24 in overtime back in 2021. 2022, 2017, the Rams won and they advanced to the Super Bowl. So most games that we have with 49ers Rams, it's close and it's going over the total of 36.5. Why am I bringing up 36.5 when the full game total is 42.5? Because I'm going to tease it. I want the Rams, because they are currently at 2.5. Two, two in some places, so I would tease it up to 8, 8.5. I got it at 8.5. The teaser is the Rams plus 8.5 and, and the over 36.5. Normally when the, they play these games, it goes over the total of 36.5. And, and it's at least pretty close. I do think that it's going to be close in this matchup for a couple of reasons. I think the Rams are going to be able to run the football at least mildly, mildly well. And I think that they'll have some success in the air. The one thing that the 49ers haven't been able to do all that well is cover Cooper Cup. And I like Matt Stafford in this matchup at least slightly. The only worry is I do like the Rams because I don't know how Jimmy Garoppolo will fare with no Trent Williams on the offensive line anymore. But... I do think that he'll have a good day because they always seem to have a good day against the Rams. It's hard to really look at stats in this matchup because more often than not, when these two teams play together, it ends up just being close and a little bit more high scoring. The total has dropped from 47.5 to 42.5. It's just too much. It's way too much. And there's a good amount of money on the under. I know that more bets are on the over, um, but at this point, the amount of money that is piled in on the under has shot it down so much 
to a point where I can tease it down to a level that has never gone under in this season series, I'm going to be doing that here. And then I don't think that the 49ers win by more than, I don't think the 49ers blow them out, especially after losing Trent Williams. I think the Rams are a better team than the 49ers are, but if we look at past history, 49ers should win this game, but I think it's going to be close and I think it's going to be high scoring. I have the 49ers win 23, I have the 49ers winning 23 to 20. So that would cover both and that would go back to the 2020 matchup where they did win 23-20. That's what I have the game at. And then on the player prop side, prize fix. Remember to use code just gridiron for a full deposit match. I will be playing well, as you all know from the last episode, I had Cam Akers under 42 and a half rushing yards. So I'm still playing that. That's still one of my favorite. If you didn't jump on it in the last episode, I still really like that. But then also simultaneously, I'm going to take Daryl Henderson over 22 and a half rushing yards. I think that the Rams, although Cam Akers had a great week last week against the Cardinals, he went for 12 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. He still is going to have fumble problems. And I think McVay is going to understand the history with, with the 49ers and play the guy who doesn't fumble the football. That's Daryl Henderson. I think you're going to see more attempts. I think you're going to see plenty of yards. Even when he only got four carries last game against the Cardinals, he had 17 yards. If he has eight carries in this game, I think he'll go far over that. Especially with Eric Armstead, one of the better defenders for the 49ers. He's questionable. He might play, but he's a little bit banged up. So I like Daryl Henderson over rushing yards. I like Cam Akers under rushing yards. And on the MLB side... Wilson Contreras, since he returned from injury, has not looked good. He just hasn't looked good. He even got pinch hit for later in the game. And I think Hunter Green blows it by him today. I'm going to take his under 5.5 fantasy score. If we look at how he's fared against Hunter Green, he's 1 for 3 with a home run. But in the other couple of bats, he's looked silly. But he did hit one out. So I think that's what we're dealing with here. If he hits one out, he hits one out. But he hasn't looked like that at all. So I think he kind of strikes out a bunch of times. I don't think Wilson Contreras has a good day at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs pinch hit for him later in the game like they did yesterday. So give me Wilson Contreras under 5.5 fantasy. Cam Akers over, or excuse me, Cam Akers under 42.5 rushing yards. Daryl Henderson over 22.5 rushing yards. I want the Brewers team total over 4.5 at plus 100. And I want a teaser. Rams plus 8.5 over 36 and a half points. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please rate a five-star review wherever you are listening to this too. Greatly helps out the podcast and go subscribe to YouTube at just gridiron fans. And remember to use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download prize picks in order to get a full instant deposit match. But we have to remember that none of this is gambling advice.